Hey there, SLP. You are listening to this podcast, so I know that you love to listen to podcasts. And if that is the case, then I know that you are going to love my secret private podcast, Secondary Secrets for SLPs. It's six short episodes that will have you walking away feeling refreshed and inspired and ready to take on those challenging secondary speech students. So if you work with grades four through 12 and are in a planning rut or wanting some fresh new ideas to keep your students motivated, make sure you head to speechtimefun.com slash secondary secrets. You are not going to find this podcast in your iTunes podcast search browser. You can only get access by going to that link. So head to it now. It is six short episodes that you can listen to it in under an hour, like totally Netflix binge-worthy. I made this just for you, and I know you are going to love it. SLPs have been telling me already that it has changed their way for working with their older speech students. So head on over, again, to speechtimefund.com slash secondarysecrets, or use the link in the show notes, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Now let's head on to this week's episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You are listening to SLP Coffee Talk. I am your host, Hallie Sherman, and I am a licensed speech-language pathologist who is in the trenches working full-time in a public school in New York. I am the author of the blog and Teachers Pay Teachers store, Speech Time Fun, where I love helping other SLPs conquer the overwhelm and get back hours spent on prepping activities. I am here to help you be the best SLP you can be and have fun while doing it. Just like your morning cup of coffee, this podcast is just what you need to start the day or week. Let's jump into today's Coffee Talk. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. Here is your host, me, Hallie Sherman, your SLP that is here to help you be the best SLP you can be. I know some of you are still in summer mode, like me. I don't go back till like Labor Day. But some of you are heading back to school, or some of you are just starting to think about school. I mean, Target was showing back to school ads in June when I was still like not even in summer mode yet. So like, let's not even talk about that. So I know some of us go back to school at different times. So you can either re-listen to this episode when you want to, or just listen anyway, because, hey, you all want to be the best SLPs we can be. So let's set ourselves up for this success, okay? So whether you're going to be starting right now, maybe you started last week or whenever, I'm here for you, okay? So it's a brand new year, and whether you work summer school or not, hopefully you did have time to, you know, re-energize yourself and take time for you. I know I'm all about getting some sun and get my summer glow in and just be outside as much as possible, okay? After the last school year we had, we all deserve it. No matter what the year is and what craziness it is, the more I find, the more that I do the first week or so back, like right before school starts or like those first few days, the more that I set myself up for success, the less overwhelmed I feel and the more prepared when things get chaotic. Okay, now I'm going to give a disclaimer here. I am not a type A person. I mean, as it is, I just stumbled on my words and my desk is a hot mess express. I am not super organized. I also know myself, but I also know that I don't do well under pressure. After so many years, these are things that I found essential to help me get going and be prepared. Like, I know when I was in grad school, I didn't do well with studying last minute or writing a report last minute. I, I was that one that 
wrote in my planner like a week before, like I got to start studying for this test. I don't do well under pressure. It's just one of those things. I know my learning style. Okay. But before I share what I do to prepare, let me tell you about the one year I took 12 weeks off when my second daughter was born. Okay. I took an FMLA because she was born in the middle of the summer and I definitely needed some more time. I came back into the year around Thanksgiving. Okay. Can imagine like the three days before Thanksgiving. And they wouldn't even let me overlap with my leave replacement. I never even met my leave replacement. If I saw her in the street, I wouldn't even know who she is. If you were listening to this and you were my leave replacement, send me a DM. Uh, I came back and I never had the chance to set myself up like I usually do and that I started doing for many, many years. I was thrown back in and I was just working with the kids. I had to fix my schedule since the girl replacing me was a contractor and the schedule she made was just not realistic um, of a schedule for someone working in the schools and having duties and, you know, entitled lunch and prep and things like that. But other than that, I had no other opportunities to organize my life. That year, not only was I sleep deprived and, you know, leaving my second child and having a pre-K girl also in school and that was was just so much going on. I was forgetting to hand in reports. I was not ahead of the game on evaluations. And ever since then, I realized how important it is to take the time to set things up. Because when I set things up in the beginning of the year, when things are not as chaotic, when things do get chaotic, I don't feel as much pressure. And I know so many of you have commented like organization and time management, things like that. And this is my best advice for someone who's not type A is taking the time, okay? When I set up, I don't mean like the decorations on the walls, okay? I am a minimalist. And when it comes to that, I'm not even talking about like, where do I put my TPT resources and find them? Like I'm a hot mess express. I'm always about like finding it and I print things out a hundred times because I lose it. So I'm talking about like setting a calendar, making lists, preparing things so that I feel that I am prepared for what is to come. Okay, so there's a few things I like to do that I think you can do easily. And again, you don't have to be a type A person. First, let's talk about my data binder. I have a huge binder that I've used for now 10 years. It's gross. It's fine. It does the job. I got it from Staples or Target or something. And it's I've gotten my money's worth of like those, like this, like that large, large, whatever the largest binder size they have. And I have tabs. I like to use the post-it tabs that like stick onto the pages. So you don't need it. Like I, I'm not, I'm not going to buy like page protectors. Those get like lost and broken. I just get like a set of tabs that last me for the year. So that's like five, six bucks. So that's really the amount of money I spend on my data binder a year. Because that one binder, I I use the same one each year. And I like to have the one with the clear cover on top and I put my schedule on there. And I always label my schedule with the date of the revised date. So like revised on this day, so I know which one is the most current. And I also like to see how many times I revised it throughout the year. It's kind of a fun game to play. So in each tab, I have an IEP cheat sheet with whatever necessary information, such as the student's reevaluation date, their classification, and their mandate. So in this binder, I have a tab for every single student on my caseload. So I have all that information. And I found so many cheat sheets for free on Teachers Pay Teachers. Just find one. You can create one yourself. Whatever information you need that you can easily pull out in a moment's notice. You don't have to go searching for their, pull up their eye. I don't like to print out the full IEP. Who's got time for that? That's a lot of paper. We have a lot of students on our caseload. So I like to print the information that I need. What are their services are they getting? What is their reevaluation date, their birthday, things that you might need at a moment. 
I like to print out their goals. I don't need their full of IEP. I just like we use IEP Direct, which is now Frontline or whatever it is. I just highlight it, print out just that a three-hole puncher and add it right into their tab. I also have an attendance sheet. My district provides me with attendance sheet, but again, there are so many free ones right on Teachers Pay Teachers. I like to set this all up before I see my kids. Like when in the end of the year in June, I took out the attendance sheet. I took out the goals of the students that are I'm staying on. And that if I have their new goals ready to go, I added that in. Or in the beginning of the year, I just add in the new students being added to my caseload. So it's just very super easy. It doesn't take much time because it's only a handful. For me, it's half. But for some other of you, it might only be a handful of new students each year. It's just a few things that you have to swap out and change. I also like to keep extra copies for all these different things like a data sheet, cheat sheet, attendance sheet for when I have new entrants. We always have new entrants coming. I don't want to be running to a photocopy machine, finding on my computer these things. I like to have ready to go. If you have to write scripts or prescriptions or um, recommendation forms, I also like to keep this in like inside flaps of this data binder. I like to keep everything there that I might need to get a new student onto my caseload and have all the information that I need. I don't want to be scrambling. I don't want to be like, wait, what's their goals again? We have a new student. What am I working on? I like to just, once they ha- I have them, I just add what I need into that data miner so that I can hold myself accountable. Attendance, even if you're not required to take attendance, I mean, you might be doing for Medicaid and things like that, but I like to always use it as a like cover my butt kind of thing. If I'm out, if the student's out, like if a teacher comes to me or someone says like, why haven't you seen this student in a while? I like just to have like proof of like documentation of where they've been or what what I'm doing and how many times I'm seeing them and whatnot. It's really a good thing to just cover your butt. So again, nothing fancy for cheat sheets and the attendance things. You can find those free online, TBT as well. Something else you might want to add to your tabs. What I've done in the past is a parent contact list. If you contact parents a lot throughout the year and phone calls and things like that, Again, you can add easily like on the other side of the cheat sheet, you can put document all those things, anything to document and keep things right there that you're not having to go into the student's file so often. Who has time to go into filing cabinets? Just you can add add all those things into the filing cabinets at the end of the year. Okay, so that is my data binder. Again, I keep that on my desk at all times, take attendance at every day when I'm planning for my sessions, I can easily look up the goals. And it's right there in front of me. I don't have to be searching for hours on a computer for things. Then, okay, so then I have, so the first is my data binder. Then I have spreadsheets. I'm all about spreadsheets. The best thing that ever happened is Google Sheets that now I don't have to use like Excel and I now have these Google Sheets on any device now and I can easily pull it out. So, so amazing. I have so many. I like to keep them all within at least one Google Sheet, which is various tabs. So it's easy to find. I'm all about like getting lost in my own Google Drive. If I have spreadsheets for my caseload, I like to keep it on one sheet for like that year, which is many different tabs. So for my first tab, I like to have a list of my entire caseload in alphabetical order. So I have the names, their mandate, their classification, whatever else I might need on there. Then I like to have another tab where I have them in order of their classes. Okay. And I like to spend the first few days of school like finding my kids. Like, where are they? They might have moved classes. So I can't do this over the summer because we all know the first two days of school things might change. So I need to take the time to be like, okay, here's my case. What I could do that ahead of time, the alphabetical order, other than the new entrance, I'm going to slip those in. And then the next tab is I spending the time to where are they in the building? What's the room number? Things like that. Who goes together? And that's going to help me with scheduling. So obviously the case in alphabetical order is just easy to find their names if I need their information. 
The next tab is really important for helping me schedule. Now I also have a tab separate. <laughs> I'm, I'm crazy. I told you. I have another tab with the, my caseload separated by grade. This will just help me find them again in a pinch if I needed to. I also have another tab with all my reevaluation dates for the year in order. Okay. In New York, I am not responsible for scheduling or anything of that sort for the IEPs, but I like to be prepared for when my school psych comes to me and says, Hey, we have a meeting coming up. I can say, I already knew that. I already tested them. When they're all scrambling to find this student and test them, I already tested them two weeks ago because I plugged in on my calendar their IEP. Not only did I take the time and made that spreadsheet, but I also put it into a calendar and marked down when I'm going to assess them and write it up so that I am way ahead of the game when they're like all of a sudden getting that flag like, oh, we have a meeting coming up that has to be scheduled. And they're all fighting to find this kid. I already did it. I'm ahead of the game. Again, it's making myself less chaotic when things are in chaos. So I take the time to go through all the IEPs, find who's up for a reeval and mark it down and then add it to my calendar. The last step on the spreadsheet are the kids that I wanted to change classifications for or keep an eye out for discharge and when their expected meeting might be. So this way, it just reminds me, it's just a reminder, like, I don't know about you, and this might be just a New York thing or my district thing. I have a lot of students classified speech and language impaired, but they're in self-contained. They're in inclusion. They're reading way below grade level. They might have started out as a student with a speech and language impairment, and that was their only classification that was appropriate at the time. And yes, they still need speech, but they might have a learning disability or something else going on. They might be ADHD. Some of them are autistic. There's something else going on that's impacting their academics. Their speech is not the main thing. Yes, it's pretty important, but it's not the overall picture of that student. But we also like to wean them off as they get older. And I can't do that if they're classified speech and language impaired. So I like to change their classification if they're up for a reeval, because this way the psych is doing updated testing, the special ed is doing updated testing, so we can get more information. So I'd like to just have that idea of, hmm, based on the students from last year, who was I like getting, saying they might need one more year of service. And based on the students coming into me, when I articulated with the previous speech therapist, they were like, hmm. They might be ready to go. So I put all those students on a list and their dates ready to go. And again, plug those into my calendar so that when their meetings come up, I can say I I can get more information on them and I'm not scrambling to do so. I can make sure I have all that data necessary so that I can prove my case if needed. So I just get an idea of like, hmm, how many students am I keeping an eye on? It's just a good thing before I meet the students to just really take the time to think about those things. Okay. So we talked about the data monitor. We talked about my massive spreadsheets. I'm telling you, I'm crazy. But it really helps me stay focused. And then I can easily have that spreadsheet open on my computer at all times. So I can easily access it when I need to. Lastly, let's talk about the calendar. I'm clearly a techie person when it comes to dates. But at work, I'm all about the paper calendar in my planner. Know what's best for you. There is totally benefits of Google Calendar because you can schedule reminders for yourself and such, and it can be on your phone at all times. It is a pain that like I do love my Erin Condren planner and it's at work. So I do tend to put things on both my digital calendar and my paper calendar, but I like to have the calendar open at all times on my desk. It's just when I'm working back to back with groups, I don't have time all the time to like go onto my computer and look at the calendar. I like to just quickly glance on my desk. Okay, so if if it's right in front of me, I can't miss things. I know myself. Again, I'm hot mess express sometimes at work. I'm not clearly organized. I have that pile of papers that need to be put away. So again, this is (laughs) the not type A 
being prepared and organized. Okay. So what do I like to put on my calendar? Whether again, if you're digital or paper, I like to plug in right away before the school year starts my lunch duty dates, if you have bus duty dates, things like that, faculty meetings, and anything you know of ahead of time, any important like back to school nights, parent teacher conferences, if you know field trips, anything you might know, even your personal things. Okay, add it now. If you know, like, you know, your child has a graduation, or, you know, you have a special person's day for your own kid that you know, you're gonna have to take a personal day or a doctor's appointment, plug all those things in. So there's no surprises. If it's not written down, I tend to forget being honest, you aren't committing any to anything right away. But just keeping yourself aware of what's to come. You can always cross things out. Even if you use a pen and a flare pen, you can still cross things out. We're not like set in stone. I then also like to add my reeval dates and other things that I might need to know ahead of time, such as, again, those maybe some expected annual review dates and things. If you know it, this way you can be prepared. If you want, also, you can add your students' birthdays so you can be reminded when they walk in, you can surprise them like, hey, happy birthday, Jimmy. And they're going to be like, how'd you know? I didn't tell you. Boom. You had it on your calendar. You did it when things were calm and not when things are crazy, right? Who has time when we're busy planning and running in on a Monday morning to be like, who has a birthday this week? I don't got time for that. So let me do it in August, September when things are calm, things are quiet. I'm not doing therapy back to back while we're busy scheduling and waiting for like, you know, the OT and PT to confirm that our schedule is working. These are the times you can take the time to do some of these things. I hope you loved hearing how I prepare my data binder, my spreadsheets, my calendar, so you can get an idea of how you can have some new and improved systems this year so you can help prepare yourself for when the year gets hectic. I hope it's not as hectic as last year, but I'm trying to be optimistic. It doesn't have to be fancy or elaborate to be effective. It is using your time wisely now when things are calm to prepare yourselves when we don't have the time. I'd love to hear from you. Do you have a system that I didn't mention? Do you like a tool or something? Any other aspects you like to prepare ahead of time? Send me a DM. I'll share the responses. We can all learn from each other. You know, there's so many other tools. I didn't even mention the SLP Elevate data tool and things like that that I use to collect data. That's during the school year. These are just the things that I like to do ahead of time to set myself up for success. Okay. And guess what? I also have a webinar coming up next week, all about planning with ease and confidence for your older speech students. You will get a certificate of completion for showing up live. We have a pop-up Facebook group with bonus trainings and tons of giveaways. I'm like the Oprah of SLPs, okay? Like, and you get a car and you get this. I'm all about that. I'm going to be giving tons of TPT gift cards, Amazon gift cards, free resources, tons of things away. Plus, you will also get to learn all about my membership for resources for older speech students, SLP Elevate, and learn how you can get two bonus months of resources just for signing up during our back to school special. It's going to be epic. Those that joined me last year said they love the ability to be surrounded by like-minded SLPs that are also working with older speech students and having similar challenges. See for yourself and join us next week by registering for the webinar and, and hey, the fun actually starts this week. The group is open this week. So you're going to be there for the welcome party and all that fun stuff if you join us this week and more giveaways. So the sooner you join us, the sooner you sign up, the better. So you can sign up at speechtimefun.com slash webinar 2022. And the link will be in the show notes. So not to worry. And of course, I always end my episodes with a joke. Why did the kid bring a ladder to school? Because she wanted to go to high school. But I'm ching. 
All right, guys. Until next week, or another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. And I hope to see you inside the Planning with Ease and Confidence Facebook group. It's going to be amazing. So I hope to see you there. All right, guys. Stay out of trouble. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. It means the world to me that you're tuning in each and every week and getting the jolt of inspiration you need. You can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at my website, speechtimefun.com. Don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss any future episodes. And while you're there, it would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds and leave me an honest review. See you next week with another episode full of fun and inspiration from one SLP to another. Have fun, guys.